If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 41 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, as well as Grunt Talks MLB. First up, as always, Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and, of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it, the list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. They're being kind enough to help continue to grow this podcast by featuring Yapping Yankees on their website and expanding their options for sports content on their platform as well. So be sure to check out Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their sports content, including Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow those behind the website, my friend Darren on Twitter at YankeesReport28, as well as the baseball chick Samantha at Ziggy89X. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. (sighs) Well, another week of quarantine slash purgatory, I guess, passes, as did what was supposed to be the home opener for the Yankees against the Blue Jays earlier in the week. Still no timetable as to when sports and just Life in general will resume. Events and plans in all industries continue to just hang in the air or just keep being pushed back, and this is life for now. What else can you say? But we'll get through it. It's just not fun, obviously, but we gotta stay tough, though. Gotta stay tough. Regardless, I've got a good episode planned for you today, though, so not to worry. We're gonna do this week's poll and replies to it on Twitter and Instagram momentarily, as usual, followed by Yankees news and then a bit of MOB news. So we've got some things to discuss. What do you say we get into it? Let's get going with the poll segment. We'll start on Twitter, as always, for today, and we'll get to it later on as well as a part of the MLB news segment, but there was a report yesterday that Major League Baseball would potentially look into starting spring training when and if activity is to pick up for baseball this year, but they were looking into potentially holding spring training whenever it is to start, if it is to start, in empty stadiums for a little while without fans. So I thought I would ask your opinion about that, how you feel about that on this week's poll, how you would feel if baseball is to start and potentially even possibly possibly continue into the 2020 season if there is to be one without fans in the stands. How would you feel about it? So that was literally this week's poll, which reads, and we'll start on Twitter again as always, it reads, how would you feel if Major League Baseball played in empty stadiums for spring training and potentially beyond during the pandemic? There were three choices to choose from, and the first one is that you would be thrilled. It's still baseball and you wouldn't really care if there were no fans in the stands. The second choice you were able to choose from says that it would be weird without fans, and it would be really quite an adjustment. And the third choice would be that you're really not sure. And 70% of you, of all of you that voted, 70% of you said that you would be thrilled. It's still baseball, and that was the choice that won by quite a landslide. Only 18% of you said that it would be weird without fans, and 11% of you said that you would not be sure. 
So clearly a lot of us, and it's hard for me to disagree, just want baseball back whether the fans are in the stands or not. So 70% of you thrilled that it would still be baseball and that's all that matters to you. So let's get on to those replies real quick. We'll run through these and then head on over to Instagram. The first reply here on Twitter is from at Laker 477. He says, I voted not sure, but honestly, for me, it's all of the above. I'm not sure. It would be very weird without fans, but I would be thrilled to have baseball back. I just want things to go back to normal. Now, I couldn't agree more. I would be a little conflicted on how to feel about it at first, but then very quickly, I think it would kick in about the fact that I just want baseball back. (laughs) I'm desperate for it, just period, at this point. And fans in the stands or not, I would just be thrilled to have it back and just be able to still watch it on TV at the very least. And it would be strange without fans, no doubt about that. I mean, we've seen, even in other industries that are still going on, like wrestling, which many of you know I'm a big fan of, we've seen that even though it's possible to do shows and, and events without fans, it is weird. It's an adjustment. But at the end, as you say, it would just be thrilling to just have baseball back. That's really all that matters. And when it comes to things in general, just going back to normal, I don't know. I think that we'll, of course, have some sense of normalcy restored after all this is done, but I think both in the sports industry and just in life in general throughout the whole world, I don't think we're going to be quite the same ever again after an ordeal like this. I just think this has changed us forever. I really do. I think this has changed us forever, whether it just be here in the United States or if you look anywhere around the globe that has been majorly affected by COVID-19. I don't know. I I just think that even though some sense of normalcy will return, of course, with places opening back up, hopefully, and being able to go out and visit family and just do most of the things that you were able to do before this all started. But as far as mentality and outlook on life, I just think things are going to be very different after this is all over. I'm not sure about returning to completely to normal. I hope I'm making sense. (laughs) That's just how I feel about it. This also has all definitely put into perspective how you just can't take even the smallest things in life for granted. Again, it just really shifted a lot of things in the world for a lot of people, including everyone's perspective on life, including mine. Big reminder not to take anything for granted. Up next, we had at Laura underscore Icemont said, My answer is a mixture of the first two choices, which, if you don't know, it was thrilled and it would be weird without fans. It would be a little weird at first, but as long as it's safe enough for the players, coaches, and stadium staff, I'd be fine with it. It's still baseball after all. And yeah, absolutely, I completely agree with that. It would, of course, have to be safe for all of the people still working at the ballpark, even though there wouldn't be fans there. There would still be people having to work there, and of course, there would be the players themselves. God forbid if someone tests positive, they're all touching a baseball that they'll all be touching, and they could possibly infect themselves, which of course we do not want to happen. So of course, you'd have to make sure that everybody's safe before you pursue a route like this. Not arguing that at all. So I agree with that, Laura. Just they would have to make sure, and they would have to come up with some sort of a procedure to ensure that everybody tests negative whenever they go to the ballpark. It'd be a really complex thing. It really would be. Then we had at Black Rebirth 52 says, well, assuming they're allowed to do it and it's safe, why not? It's baseball and it's still sports. Now, will it actually happen remains to be seen. Oh, yeah, that's that's really where we're at right now. It is baseball, and of course, it would just be fantastic to have it back in general, but you do have to make sure it's safe, as Laura said, for everybody that would still be in the ballpark, whether it be the ones playing or the staff working at the stadium. You need to make sure everyone's safe, and if they can figure out a system, and as I said before, I'm sure it would be a complex one, if they could figure out a system to ensure everybody's safety and allow this to happen, then bring it back. It'd be awesome, and it would be a really good escape for a lot of people to just be able to turn on the television and watch their favorite team play again, regardless of whether or not fans are there or in attendance. 
at Peace Now for Life says, I say as long as it's safe for the players, managers, coaches, etc., empty stadiums would be okay. Definitely weird, but if that's the only option, I'll take it. And yeah, that's basically exactly my thoughts, as I reiterated before to Laura. As long as it's safe for everybody, they would have to come up with that crazy complex system, but if it's doable and they get the go-ahead to do it, just bring it back and it'd be awesome to have baseball back at any capacity, even if it's done in a stadium with no reaction at all to anything. (laughs) But we do remember one time that that happened. In the time, as I said a few episodes ago, I mentioned this, those times where there were those crazy protests going on in Baltimore, and they had those games at Camden Yards with the stadium closed. There was nobody around, and even though it was really weird to hear games go on where there was nobody reacting to it since the stadium was closed, it was still just good to watch baseball regardless. But of course, the situation with the protesting back then and what's going on right now with the COVID-19 pandemic, two very different situations, obviously, not comparing the two. I'm just saying that both will have resulted in there being an empty stadium. And those protests back then in Baltimore allowed us to see what it was like at Camden Yards to hear what it was like without fans in the stadium to play a game. So it did offer that perspective and allow us to see what it would be like. And if we want to look back at prior examples as to what it would be like, we could look back at those series in Baltimore. But yes, as long as everyone's safe and they get the go-ahead, it'd be awesome to just be able to turn on the TV and have a nice escape to watch our beloved Yankees again. Up next, we had at MountainGal456. And if you're a part of Yankees Twitter, you may know her as Tina, one of my best listeners out there, and it is her birthday, so I did want to give you a special birthday shout-out as well, Tina. Happy birthday, and I hope, despite everything going on out there, you are having a nice, relaxing, and enjoyable day. You deserve to have one, and thank you, as always, for being so supportive to Yapping Yankees. Truly one of my best listeners. And she said, I voted, I'm not sure. With there being no fans in the stands, I'm still worried it wouldn't be 100% safe. I do want to see baseball more than anything, but wouldn't want this to backfire either. And yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, even if this was to come back and it would be awesome for all of us to have that escape, be able to turn on the TV and watch Yankees baseball again, or or baseball in any capacity whatsoever. It'd really, really be crappy if they just started all this back up and whatever complex system they work up to ensure that everybody would be safe, it failed, and then they would just have to stop anyway when it backfired majorly. Yeah, that would stink. So if they were to do this, they would literally have to do everything in their power to just ensure that that system works, it wouldn't backfire, and that they would just have to stop again after working so hard to get back going again. It'd be a real risk. Nobody's arguing that. It would really be a risk. But is it one worth taking if you can ensure the players, managers, coaches, training staff, employees, and everybody else's safety that would still be at the ballpark during these empty stadium times? That's the question. Then we had my girlfriend at Vic Salimo says, it's still baseball. Yeah, it obviously is, and I agree, as long as everybody else is safe, and she also replied with a gift from Spongebob with him saying, I need it, in that episode, for you Spongebob fans out there, when Spongebob's in Sandy's tree dome without water and he's going insane, <laughs> she replied with that gift, it's very funny, but yes, it is still baseball, of course, I need it back too, and it'd just be awesome to have it back, as long as everyone's safe again, that's the main concern. At iHeart, the NYYs says the only thing is these pro athletes were giving the virus to each other. And yeah, we have seen many cases in many other sports, especially like basketball and a lot of cases in hockey too, of a lot of the athletes getting COVID-19. And from the baseball perspective, we heard of minor league players coming down with this virus as well, including a couple of Yankees minor league players. So yeah, that is the only thing. There were transmissions of the virus in the past between athletes, and that makes this scary to pursue. So again, safety is just the number one priority. Again, safety is number one. At BobbyTat631 says, As much as I believe the crowd is a big factor in game momentum, I'd still be pumped to have games being played. 
Absolutely. I would too. Any baseball is baseball to me, whether there is noise in the background or not. As long as there are players on the field to pitch and hit, that's baseball enough for me. (laughs) At BessieBest77 says, I'd feel pretty happy. It's something. Even if we can't be there, we can still watch it. And that's right. Even if you're sitting at home, especially when you're bored as hell in this quarantine, (laughs) you could just turn on the TV, turn on the Yes Network, and the Yankees will be there. And that's enough of escape for a lot of people. And it would be a welcomed escape, considering for many people, there is a big limit on things to do in these difficult times. And if you were to just be able to turn on the television and turn on some baseball, that'd be a great escape for a lot of people. At NYY2020WSChamps says, way better than no baseball. They should at least try and see how it goes. I think it'd be an interesting thing to try too, of course, as I've been saying. But again, number one priority is everybody's safety in this whole thing. The stadium employees, the players, everybody else that would still be at the stadium despite there being no fans. At James Yankee says, anything is better than what we have now, but it would be weird, I guess, for the first few games. And absolutely, it would definitely be an adjustment. But again, something is better than nothing. I agree with those saying that, but it would definitely be an adjustment. At official 52011 says, I don't know because Trump is talking to all of the commissioners of all of the sports. Well, yes, and of course, my poll goes up on Saturday, and that phone call did happen between Trump and the commissioners yesterday, which we'll talk briefly about later on in the MLB news portion of the show. But that discussion did happen, and we'll talk a little bit about it later, what it mostly consisted of as far as we know and what happened in it between President Trump and the commissioners around the major league sports. But yes, that is a reasonable answer, and that phone call did potentially have a lot of people thinking, hey, this phone call could be a big indicator as to the future of sports for the remainder of the calendar year. So I definitely respect that response, just saying I don't know until we hear more about that phone call, which now, of course, today we have, and we'll talk about it later. Up next, we had at Kimberly1261 says, I'm desperate for baseball. It would be weird with no fans, but literally everything in life is bizarre right now. Oh God, I hear that one. (laughs) I hear that really, really good. Kimberly, I could not agree with you more. (laughs) Despite, of course the safety of everybody that would still be in the ballpark being number one, as we've stressed so much in this segment. God, I am also so desperate for baseball. (laughs) It is just so, so aggravating, just in general. And of course, we're not making it seem like this is more important than the defeat of this virus. Please don't misunderstand. And I said the same thing last week, too. Please try not to mistake mine and everyone else's desperation for baseball as us saying, yeah, having sports back is more important than the defeat of this virus and everyone's safety. That is not what we're saying. We're simply saying that we just miss baseball so much, and it makes it that much more painful. When you look at the calendar, you see the date today, it's April 5th, and right now you say, huh, we should be having baseball the regular season for almost two weeks by now already. <laughs> it really sucks. It does. The, these times are tough. They really, really are. We're living in unique times that nobody's really ever seen before. And I really am desperate for baseball too, Kim. I hear that on a spiritual level. I really do. So thank you for the reply and I feel you. At Mike Rizzo 87 says, I'd be thrilled, Mike. I don't care if I can't go to a Tigers game. As long as I can watch them again, I'm a happy camper. Well, if they were to pursue this, that'd be exactly how I feel as you know, Mike. As long as I can just turn on the TV and watch my beloved Yankees, that's all I care about. At Gene1Max says, baseball is life. Bring it back as soon as possible, even if the stadiums are empty. I agree with you. So long as they pursue that cautious course of action, I agree. Bring it back as soon as possible, right when you get the go-ahead. At Darren Rossinger1 says, whatever it takes to get the game back. I agree, Darren. (laughs) Whatever it takes. Just like the Avengers in Avengers Endgame, whatever it takes. (laughs) We're at that point now. (laughs) 
And finally, to finish things off on Twitter for today, we have at T. Claro says, at the end of the day, it would be live entertainment. I think we're all craving something new. As long as we can find a way to do it safely, I'm all for it. Empty stadiums would take some time getting used to, but it's still baseball. Well, no pun intended, Tim, but that's a home run, that reply. That is a home run. I couldn't agree more. As long as it's safe, and yes, of course, it would definitely be an adjustment period for everybody, both the players and everybody involved in the league and us fans watching from home, we would still have baseball back despite having to adjust to there being no fans and getting used to it. And that would be the major thing so long as they can figure out a system to keep everybody safe throughout. But again, as for Twitter, that is all for today with the replies. As always, thank you all for the poll interactions on there. Let's head on over to Instagram before we wrap up today's poll segment. Of course, the same question applies when it comes to Instagram. I'll repeat it for you. How would you feel if Major League Baseball played in empty stadiums for spring training and potentially beyond during the pandemic? And just like on Twitter, it would seem quite the landslide, except for three choices. Of course, I had to put it down to two choices again. I just combined choices two and three from Twitter into Instagram's second choice. The two choices were one, I would be thrilled since it's still baseball, and two, I put that it would be weird or not sure. And the choice of thrilled, it would still be baseball, wins in a landslide 72% against the 28% of you that voted that would be weird or you're not sure how you would feel about it. So again, in a landslide, the thrilled, still baseball choice wins on Instagram. So I think it's clear how everybody feels on this. And given their replies on Twitter, I think that everybody just agrees on the fact that if they could pursue a cautious course of action in all of this to keep everybody that would still be in the stadium safe, that we would just be thrilled to have baseball back regardless of whether fans are there or not. It would still be baseball, and especially in times like this, we are just starving for some live sports content, especially seeing our beloved Yankees, at the very least, on television again. And we did have a reply on Instagram. We'll get to that really quick. We had at official52011, who again replied on Instagram after also replying on Twitter. Thank you for the two replies. And you get two shoutouts. Anybody who does that, by the way, that is how it works. And I've done it on many episodes already as it is. If you want to reply on the Twitter poll and the Instagram poll, which of course are the same, but... If you follow me on both social media platforms and you want to reply to both, you'll get two shoutouts. I'm nice like that. So, at official52011's Instagram reply says, I'm not sure. I would like there to be baseball, but it depends on what happens in the conference call with President Trump that Manfred and the other commissioners had. Well, yeah, as you said before, just waiting on that conference call and not to worry. We're going to get to that a little bit later with MLB News. And speaking of news, we're going to get to that now, both Yankees and MLB News. But before we do... As always, I do want to thank you guys so much for taking a little time out of your day to join in on the Yapping Yankees fun with the polls. You know, I greatly appreciate all of your interactions, so thank you for the voting, for the replies, and everything as always. So now that this poll segment is done, let's get on to a couple of things in Yankees news, as we've been saying. Most of it, as you can imagine, has to do with the coronavirus. Positive news, though, with efforts for relief, and we'll get to that in a bit. And then we'll talk about some MLB news before we end today. But to start things off in Yankees news for today, when it comes to the team itself, I wanted to give a quick update on a key player who we know is on the mend from surgery, as well as what's happened with another Yankees player who recently returned to their home. But the person who, of course, is recovering from his surgery and is now on the mend is James Paxson, as we know. And pitching coach Matt Blake spoke to Meredith Morakovitz a couple of days ago and told her that Paxson is progressing very well. So that's really good news. 
Obviously, the official start to the season is still up in the air with no definitive timetable available to anyone as of yet, but it's still good and important to hear that Paxton's progressing well, and obviously if baseball is to be played in 2020, which of course we're all holding out hope it will be played, and as things seem to still be getting canceled or pushed back, it seems more and more like Paxton could in fact be ready to go if and when the 2020 season is to start, if he continues on this trend, hopefully. So that was some good news that Yankees pitching coach Matt Blake had to give. And of course, these days we'll take any good news we can get our hands on. So that was very nice to hear. And really good to know that if and when this season is to start, which honestly, a July start is starting to look more and more likely. And after that, I just think it wouldn't really be possible to fit in a full schedule at all. I already think that it's pretty out of the question, as Manfred himself even said, as we spoke about on last week's episode, to get 162 games in. But to even play anything at all, I would think if you hit August or September, I, I think it's done with. I just don't think we're going to have a season, and that pains me so much to say that, as you probably can imagine, and feel for yourself, but that's just how I feel about it, and I think a July start is looking more and more likely as the earliest starting time, considering this just seems to be getting worse and worse as the days continue on, and I do hope that when it comes to that start time, as far away as July is, it's only the beginning of April right now, and July is quite some time away, but I do hope I'm wrong about that. I mean, you do have to imagine that eventually we'll hit the apex of this thing and start to go on a better trend, but when that is, there's just no timetable to anything. And again, as I've said in previous weeks over and over again, that's what makes this complicated. But at the very least, if the season is to start, as I've said, let's say in July, players like James Paxson, and I would hope especially like Judge and Stanton, would be ready to go, and you would be able to start with players like that, which would be a big benefit, since none of those guys would have been available on the original opening day date, which as we all know, of course, was March 26th. But again, Again, who knows if and when we're even starting in 2020. So that would be a big benefit if it were to start, how long this is taking for the Yankees in general. And I hate to think about it that way because that's kind of a twisted way to think when there are bigger things at work right now. But that is the truth. If they were to start that late, then those players would be ready to go and it would actually work to their advantage. But that is the truth, despite how screwed up it is to think in that mindset. But that is the way that it would be if it were to start that late, given their timetables and how Paxson is progressing. And obviously, as I said before, we'll be willing to get our hands on any good news that we can get. And it was just good to hear Matt Blake say this about something going good in Yankees land despite everything going on. As far as the player that I mentioned who returned home recently, the player I was talking about is Masahiro Tanaka, who you may have heard earlier in the week reportedly returned to his home in Japan at the end of March. Now, as you'll hear, there aren't many specific details as to the reasoning for this. At first, it was said that it was because of the coronavirus, which is understandable, particularly because of how rapidly it's spreading through this country, especially here in New York. But then something else was said, generally. Again, no specific details. But Tanaka originally announced this on Twitter, to which Brendan Cuddy published a translated version of Tanaka's tweet afterwards, because the tweet was in Japanese. Here's what the translation read. Quote, by entering Japan from the United States, where the infection of the new coronavirus is expanding, even though we currently have no symptoms, would you still infect someone without knowing it? Wouldn't my family get infected? There were various thoughts. However, after spring training was discontinued, there was a situation where I was in danger besides the coronavirus infection while I was staying in Florida. I've decided to return home temporarily with deep caution, end quote. So it sounds like there was a dangerous situation for Tanaka. What exactly it was, as I said, there were no specific details. But if it were what it was originally reported, that it was just out of fear of the coronavirus, I definitely understand that. But then this new report came out later on about part of this translated tweet saying that he was involved in a dangerous situation. 
So whatever it was, I wish Masahiro Tanaka the best of luck, and now that he's returned home, I hope that that's passed. But I think it definitely was worth reporting the fact that he did return home to Japan. He's no longer in the United States for the time being, and that there was a dangerous situation that he cited. So that's the deal with Tanaka for now. I mean, we'll see how this plays out and when and if the season starts, when he decides to come back from Japan, or if he even does, if the 2020 season isn't played. I mean, we'll just have to see how this plays out. Again, just like we have to wait and see for everything at this point, since there's no timetable on anything, we'll have to see how this situation with Tanaka plays out. That's just what we have to do. And as I mentioned before, when it comes to the Yankees providing relief, when I was talking about the team providing relief in these difficult times, both the organization and a player in particular have stepped up in their efforts to help people through their struggles in these difficult times. And a few days ago, it did come out that the New York Yankees organization created a $1.4 million COVID-19 disaster relief program for Yankee Stadium's employees impacted by this virus. Now, that's obviously a great thing to do. Of course, in New York especially, not to mention the entire world, hundreds of thousands of people are going through very difficult times all around the planet, not forgetting about them, but I'm just highlighting, New York is suffering a great deal. Basically, around half the cases for this whole country are coming from here, New York. And it is very generous for the Yankees or anyone else with a financial ability to help people overcome this awful virus, whether it be the Yankee Stadium employees themselves who have been impacted by this, which, of course, as we know, since the virus is spreading so rapidly here in New York, is certainly possible, or if a family or friend of theirs has been impacted by it, it's definitely a nice thing to do to be able to help them out financially and put out a fund like this. It's really, really nice. Also, I mentioned that a specific player has officially stepped up, too. Not only the organization, and that player is the new ace of the Yankees, who has already participated in charitable efforts since he became a Yankee just over this past offseason, and I speak of Garrett Cole. And Cole also announced a few days ago, alongside the $1.4 million fund by the Yankees, that he and his wife Amy are stepping up to help fight against this virus by making significant donations to the Direct Relief Organization which is an organization that coordinates with public health authorities and nonprofit organizations to assist health workers responding to COVID-19. I love this. Rightfully helping those fighting this virus for us on the front lines. These two announcements and all kinds of these announcements like this make me very, very happy, honestly, especially in these times. And I really just wanted to mention these efforts by Cole and the Yankees on the show today because they deserve to be recognized for their contributions to help. The Yankees helping their employees, as they should, and I'm glad they are, and Garrett Cole donating what sounds like a lot of money to those organizations who assist those so bravely and selflessly fighting the coronavirus and helping countless amounts of people right now on the front lines. I love it. I love it all. Good on everybody, and I hope more and more people who can afford to financially come out to help those in need right now. And I know a lot of people say, oh, people like Garrett Cole should automatically help. It's expected because of how much money they have, but what people choose to do with their money is their choice. They're not obligated to do anything. It's out of the kindness of their heart, and I really do appreciate Garrett Cole for doing something like this. It's very nice of him, very selfless, and again, this is not his first helpful, thoughtful, or charitable act that he's done since he became a Yankee, so it speaks to his character, which is something really, really nice. And the Mets did something similar with their employees by starting a $1.2 million fund. And many other teams, other sports leagues, and organizations everywhere have made lots of donations for masks, financial assistance, and have tried to help. So it's all very, very good stuff from the Yankees and everybody else. We all just want this to end as soon as possible. I think we can all agree on that. Also, just a little quick side note when it comes to Garrett Cole, just a little while ago, maybe like an hour ago from when I'm taping right now. It'll be a few hours ago by the time you hear this, but you get the point. Anyway, 
there was a photo of Garrett Cole pitching in the backyard. Really cool looking picture. Seemingly playing backyard baseball. And there was also a really nice looking Maserati in the background too. So just a nice looking picture. I love that. Just a little thing I wanted to include when we were talking about Garrett Cole before we wrap up on the news about him. And lastly in Yankees news today, I thought I'd just play a nice clip for you that Yankees manager Aaron Boone posted to social media at the beginning of this past week on Tuesday. It was a really nice and heartfelt message, as so many of the Yankees have done in past weeks already, to our brave and hardworking healthcare workers. Not only is it well-deserved, as the bravery of those on the front lines dealing with COVID-19 cannot be credited enough. They've done so much. But it was also good to just hear from Booney again, especially with a message as good as this. And between this message and what Garrett Cole has done in donating to the organizations that help the frontline workers and just how much the Yankees have shown their praise for this. This was just another nice message to add on top of that when it comes to really giving praise to the healthcare workers and deserved praise without a doubt. So I'll shut up now. (laughs) Here's the clip that Aaron Boone posted on his social media earlier in the week. Take a listen. Hey, Aaron Boone here. Just wanted to give a shout out to all the healthcare workers out there that um, I know are literally risking their lives putting their lives on the line to, to save lives. Um, your efforts are noticed all around the world right now, and we're so grateful to you guys who are the true heroes in all of this. Keep up the great work. I can't wait to see you guys at some point soon, and thank you. A supportive, kind-hearted, and necessary message to our brave healthcare workers, and it's a needed message. Good message by Booney. All right, time for some MLB news before we wrap up episode 41 here. And now, this next story I'm going to make pretty quick because, needless to say, everything that had to be said about this situation has been said already, whether it be on social media, in public, to the media itself, or on this very podcast. And despite this feeling like a million years ago because of everything that's going on, My anger for the situation still remains, as it does for many, many people throughout the baseball community. But I also have grown so tired of talking about the situation because any and all opinions I have on it has been said already. So I'm going to keep this really nice and quick. But when it came to the Astros situation, there was more news that came out about it throughout the week having to do with Jeff Lunau and A.J. Hinch's suspensions. And... Major League Baseball did reveal that A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau's suspensions will be considered served even if no games are played in 2020. Now again, I'll try to make this short and sweet. I don't like this at all because I do think that the Astros organization as it was, even though they had some good punishments done against them with the draft picks being taken away, they got hit with the max fine, There were suspensions handed out, even though I do think there should have been suspensions to the players too, but we all know that, and it's a story for another day. Or you could just listen back to past episodes when this was all red hot in the baseball community of Yapping Yankees. You could listen to the past episodes. If you want to hear my opinion on this all again, I'm not going to repeat all this. Otherwise, we will be here until tomorrow morning, (laughs) and I'm not going to waste my time on it. All I'm going to say is that this is just another thing in this whole saga that I do not like. And I do understand a couple of things. I do, because I've also had a lot of people remind me of this, things that I already know of and understand. I understand that this is not a suspension that maps out a specific amount of games the people need to be suspended for, like Domingo Herman's suspension, for example, which, please don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying one has a specific amount of games that he has to be out for, and then this suspension has to just do with missing a year, like a calendar year, and also financially, you can't cost them two years of money when the suspension was for a year, just a calendar year, and I get that, 
But for me personally, when these suspensions are announced, whether it be a specific amount of games that are less than a year for a domestic violence case like Herman, or whether it be in a cheating scandal and a suspension case for guys like AJ Hinch or Jeff Lunau, when it was announced that they were missing a year, I personally always think that when I hear that someone's missing a year, that they have to be out for the 162 game duration of the regular season and the postseason included all the way through to the World Series, and that's when it served. Now, I understand if there were no season this year for 2020, that if you were to carry this over into next year, I do understand that that would technically be a two-year suspension, which would be different than what was originally assigned. And what's going on is really out of Major League Baseball's control, as well as A.J. Hinch's and Jeff Lunau's control. But me personally, when I heard one year, I thought that they would be missing a year of play, regular season and postseason included, the entire duration of both of them. And then we go into next year, that that would be a full year served. That's what I was under the impression of, and that's what I think is right to do. Especially because when you've done wrongly by the sport, as the Astros have done, I would think that that is an appropriate punishment. Putting the money stuff aside, which I know is difficult to do because so many things in this world revolve around money, and that is a major problem with life at large, most oftentimes money. And again, I understand if this were to carry over, then that would really be like a two-year suspension. But at the same time, I do think that you would have to sit out and watch an entire season and postseason be played without you being able to be involved in it. You're on the sidelines and you're suspended. Because I'm sorry if you disagree with me, but with everybody else sitting out because of obviously this pandemic that's out of anybody's control, but with everybody else sitting out right now and baseball not being played, me personally, I don't consider that a suspension. Something out of everybody's control is happening and the sport is unable to be played and everybody else is also sitting out. It's not quite the same as watching an entire season go about without you being involved because you were punished for cheating the game. That's just how I feel about it. I don't quite think the two things are the same. And for that reason, I don't think that this ruling is right. Now again, I do understand all the other factors that work into it. Not being able to continue this into next year because of financial reasons and also because that would basically be extending the suspension, which I assume would result in a lawsuit against the league on behalf of Hinch and or Now I understand that. And I am looking at this objectively too because guess what? Even if this were the Yankees, I would feel the exact same way because I care about morals and ethics and properly serving my punishment if I did something wrong than caring about the money or having something wrongly extended when I did so wrong by the game. I am looking at this objectively, even if this were the Yankees, and you know this because if you follow me on social media and you know anything about me, I comment on things objectively. If this were the Yankees, and I also said this when this all was red hot and brand new, I would feel the exact same way as I do right now when this involves AJ Hinch, Jeff Lunau, and the Astros. That they deserve to be properly punished. I'm sorry if you're an Astros fan listening to this and you don't like what I'm saying, or if you think I'm being subjective or unfair or ridiculous, but this is just the way that I feel about it, and I think that a suspension is rightfully served, a one-year suspension, when the sport is being played and you're on the sidelines not being able to be a part of it because you cheated the game. 
But whatever, it is what it is. No matter how much I complain about it or anybody else complains about it, and trust me, I know a lot of people did not like this when this report came out. I'm not the only one, not nearly. But no matter how much we complain, nothing's going to change. Rob Manfred clearly has his mind made up, and this is what's going to happen regardless of what anybody says. And A.J. Hinch is probably going to be hired again. I realize that, whether it be next year or the year after that or years after this is all done and blown over with. But regardless, I am confident in the fact that A.J. Hinch is going to have a job again. And it is just unfortunate for all of us who want them to be punished for their wrongdoing. And they have been punished because they're not making money and they are suspended, yes. But they do get to serve out a suspension in a season that's not being played so far and may never be played. And of course, we may not see baseball until 2021. And for that reason, I do think that it is inevitably an easier suspension to serve when there's no baseball going on. And I know I can't really fully hold them accountable for it because, again, the reason there is no baseball going on is because of a pandemic that is out of any of our control. But at the same time, something in me just says this is not right that their suspension will still have been considered served after the season that they've been suspended for wasn't even played. That's just how I feel about it. And yes, of course, I know that it's not quite the same. Again, I'll repeat myself again because I know so many people love to just twist words and put words in people's mouths that weren't said or just miss things that people say because they want to hear what they want to hear. I understand that this is not the same suspension as Domingo Herman's, for instance, or any other domestic violence case out there that has a specific amount of games that needs to be missed. I know it was just a one-year suspension. I understand that. And Herman's is 81 games or other cases have been exactly 100. 162 for other punishments where you have to miss the whole year's worth of games or you have to miss the postseason. It's more precise in those suspensions, not to mention completely different situations that led to that suspension. I understand that. But in this case, again, I still don't think it's right. I just don't. And that's how I feel about it. And I know a lot of other people feel very strongly about this too. And again, I don't really care what other people think. This is just how I feel. And I think I'm entitled to my feelings because this whole saga has been very frustrating for the baseball community at large, despite everything already going on in the world right now. And that was just a pretty frustrating report to have to pop up on my phone and to have to read and process and gather my thoughts about and know that I would have to talk about it come Sunday, the next episode of Yapping Yankees, which of course is right now. After I've already spent so much time on prior episodes, about the situation as a whole. But that's my feelings on that matter. But let's move on from it right now. I think I've already spent more time on it than I originally wanted to, but I just wanted to make sure my thoughts make some sense here. I just do. Despite me knowing how things have to go and how things are put into place and what exactly that suspension was and how you can't carry it over into the next season because of financial reasons or because it was just a one-year suspension with no specific amount of games being specified, I just think that it's wrong because they're serving a suspension for a year that has not even been played yet and might not even be played. And I just don't think that that's right. So again, I do understand the circumstances, and I do understand the difference in suspensions from this one to Domingo Hermans, for example, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. But let's keep on moving along with MLB news before we end here. There was a report that came out a few days ago as well that there was discussion that players and teams are willing to and wanting to, if they had to, play the regular season into October and the postseason in November and possibly even in December. Now, We've spoken about all the different possibilities that the league could pursue as far as how far into the calendar year they want to go or how late into it. We've spoken about it on this podcast. Many others have spoken about it on their platforms, on social media, on their articles, their shows, their own podcasts, maybe. This has been a very popular topic. Again, a lot of it is just pure speculation because there's no definitive timetable as to when this will all start up or if it will start up. 
But again, this surfaced because the players and teams actually spoke out with this and saying that if they had to, they would play the regular season into October and the postseason into November and possibly even December. Now, despite all the discussion on this, this would really be crazy. And and my opinion on this is still the same as it has been in past weeks. I do think that December is a bit of a stretch and you definitely would not be able to play December baseball in the Northeast or in most parts of the country because it's simply just too cold for baseball at that point. It is way too cold. You would definitely have to play in a hotter or neutral environment if you were to pursue that, which would be very strange. And as I've said, if things are to start up, we are going to see something we have not seen before. So it's definitely at least a little possible, but it's still just hard to imagine that happening. I'm really not sure about December, but it would still be cool if they could figure out a way to do that with everybody being safe, of course, as we were saying in our discussion about if they were to pursue spring training and beyond in empty ballparks, just make sure everybody's safe. But baseball in December... That'd be wild. (laughs) That would be really, really crazy. Uh, Even in late November, imagine having baseball for Thanksgiving, (laughs) being able to turn on the TV Thanksgiving and watching some baseball. That'd be something new for sure. Again, something we haven't seen before, and it will be something we haven't seen before if things do start up at any point and we get some baseball at least in 2020, 100 to 120 games in the regular season maybe, and then maybe the postseason's exactly the same or you shorten it a little bit. I'm not sure what they would do. I'm really not or how they would incorporate double headers, fewer days off. Anything could happen. You could say, oh, no, they wouldn't do that, or yes, they would do this. You just don't know what they're going to do because there's no timetable on anything, and anything could happen. And it all depends on when they get the go-ahead and once they're ready to go, when the go-ahead is announced. They'll have to do a little bit more spring training, as you know, to get ready again. Since they've been mainly inactive again, they'll have to do that a little bit again. They'll have to play the regular season, or as much of it as they think they could fit in, and then still have the playoffs all before maybe December comes around. And that's pretty wild, but hey, if the players and teams are open to doing it, I'm pretty sure they just want to be out there playing baseball right now, and they'll do whatever it takes, which is awesome and reassuring for us fans to hear that. But we just don't know what's going to happen yet. It's, It's really, really just crazy. But I did also think it important to announce the fact that the players and teams would be willing to do that because that could have an effect on what path they go down if and when they're ready to play some baseball in 2020. So we'll see what happens with that. There was also an announcement yesterday, and of course, this is what my Yapping Yankees poll today had to do with. I thought it a really good question once this was announced yesterday, but there was an announcement about Major League Baseball considering playing in empty spring training parks when activity picks up again amidst the coronavirus pandemic. So this report did come out on Bleacher Report, and I do want to read it to you because there's a lot of interesting information. First off, I'll say this article is by Tim Daniels on Bleacher Report titled MLB Reportedly Considering Playing in Empty Stadiums During Coronavirus Pandemic. Give it a read if you haven't already. It's pretty good. So here's the article that Tim Daniels wrote. Again, lots of good information here. So it reads, Major League Baseball is reportedly considering starting the 2020 season with games at spring training sites in either Florida or Arizona without fans in attendance because of the coronavirus pandemic. Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reported Friday that the chances of playing games at home parks this summer with a crowd are becoming increasingly remote, leading the league to consider alternatives. However, trying to station all 30 clubs in one area would be extremely complex and potentially controversial amid COVID-19. There are numerous hurdles MLB would need to jump before making the plan a reality. Most notably, the league would need to create a testing system to ensure no managers, coaches, players, television workers, or other employees were sick when they arrived to the site. 
It would also have to do so without diverting healthcare workers or resources from the local community, per Rosenthal. MLB and its Players Association would also need to reach an agreement on how to handle the lost revenue from ticket sales, concessions, and other on-site purchases. Players are already set to receive prorated salaries based on the number of games played because of a prior deal with the league. Your margin of error is so small, a baseball official told The Athletic, about trying to play games without someone getting sick and causing the operation to shut down. Now, the rest of the article reiterates things that Manfred already said in his post on March 26th, which was supposed to be Major League Baseball's original opening day date, as you know. But we already spoke about what he said in his statement word for word on last week's episode of Yapping Yankees, so I won't waste time repeating that for you here. But yeah, we already had all the discussion that needed to be had on this subject in the poll segment, and you hear in the article just how complex that system would have to be that they would put together that we spoke about in the segment that I was talking about. Especially having to organize a frequent testing system without pulling the healthcare workers away from the local communities just to make sure the managers, the coaches, the television staff, the players, and anybody else in the stadium wouldn't be going to play or attend work while sick or with COVID-19, God forbid. And that's really complex. That's a really difficult process to have to put together. And a lot of people may be wondering whether that's quite worth it or not. And also, all 30 of the teams, as they said, being confined to either Arizona or Florida, that's not easy to do, especially with the risk that comes from doing that. Now, a lot of people that are desperate for baseball might say, oh, hell yeah, it's worth it. But when you really sit down and think of all the work that would go into that, it's really crazy. If they could pull it off successfully in that sense without pulling the healthcare workers from the local communities too much, and if they could successfully do this to the point where it would work and everybody would go play baseball games and nobody would be sick or infected with COVID-19 and play without fans in the stands, if you could pull it off, then do it. As we were saying before, hell yeah, go right through with it if you could pull it off. But there are a lot of moving parts at work here that would have to happen. Otherwise, again, like they say, the operation would just shut down and it would backfire and starting things back up will have been totally pointless, even if it would have provided for some more entertainment for a, about a week or so, which I know so many people are still starving for nonetheless, but is it really worth it if it's only about a week, the whole thing backfires and shuts down anyway? So again, the discussion about the empty stadiums was a really popular topic all over social media yesterday when this article was released, and that's why I thought I'd make it the poll segment, because I thought it to be an interesting question about how you would feel about games having to be played amidst this pandemic without fans being in attendance. So that was really the article and most of the discussion about them potentially pursuing this route. If you didn't get to comment on the poll or if you still want to talk to me about this, you're always free to message me on social media, whether you want to DM me on Instagram, MikeScuds97 on Instagram, or if you want to DM me on Twitter at Mike Scudero, you're always free to do that. I'll answer the messages as best as I can, and I'm always willing to talk sports with my listeners or followers or just people who want to talk sports. I don't really care. So if you have your thoughts on this and you want to talk, just shoot me a message. I'm more than open to it, but it is a pretty crazy crazy possibility that would really require a lot of complex and cautious action and procedure to ensure that it'll work out for everybody, but if they could do it, then do it. That's the point. And lastly, as I mentioned earlier in the show that I would talk about, and I'm finishing off with it today, the commissioners of Major League Sports, as of yesterday, spoke with President Trump on the phone to discuss the quote-unquote all-of-America response to the virus. 
And Ian Rappaport tweeted yesterday about what was basically known about the call at the time. He tweeted, quote, while it's unclear what actually happened during the call between President Trump and pro sports commissioners, including Roger Goodell, my understanding is going in, the plan was to discuss charitable contributions and how the leagues would help those dealing with the coronavirus, end quote. So to me, it sounded like there was much discussion about what they could all do to help their communities, their workforce, employees, fan bases, the list goes on. When it comes to the sports themselves, Trump did say that he hopes for fans to be back in stadiums and arenas by August or September, maybe even sooner if possible, which doesn't honestly sound too encouraging. And more or less, everyone is just mainly waiting on the all clear from health officials, it seems. And that's really what we've all been under the impression of these past few weeks, I think it's safe to say. So unfortunately, and it was to be expected, there is still no clear definitive timetable with all of this. And a lot of it still remains up in the air, including the possibility of things like potentially playing spring training or regular season games in empty spring training stadiums. So as I and many others have preached in recent weeks, we're just going to have to keep waiting and be patient. We'll wait and see. But I mean, is all of this beyond frustrating? Hell yeah, it is. I'm not going to lie. But we'll get through it. Sooner rather than later, if those of you out there who are just acting dopey and not taking this seriously just followed the rules... I mean, if you're not an essential worker or your job isn't open right now, then just stay home. I hate to end on a rant, guys, but seriously, I just need to get this off my chest. I still see and hear about people in clutters right on top of each other in public, like walking right on top of each other in big, big groups, hanging out all over one another, and you have to stop. The quicker people just adhere to the guidelines, the quicker we can see some sense of normalcy return. Some sense of it. And as I said earlier, I do believe nothing will ever be exactly like it was before. That's truly how I feel. But some sense of normalcy. Me personally, I'm still going to work. I work at a news radio station and I'm going to work. But you know what? I'm not going near anybody. Most of or all of my days anyway, I don't even see a soul because I'm at a studio of ours that's not at the station's office. Not going to say exactly where because I don't want random visitors, especially not now. But I'm not near people. Unless it's someone from my office who comes to our studio, which rarely ever happens to begin with, and many people have been furloughed, unfortunately, at my company, but if someone like my boss comes in, we responsibly keep our distance, I constantly wash my hands and sanitize, I always stay clean though, pandemic or no pandemic, but I stay clean. I keep my phone and my car clean and sanitized, and when my workday is over, after a few hours of work, I come home and I stay home. And if you're not working or working from home, go out and get your groceries, food, water, or anything else that's essential for yourself or a loved one. If it's an elderly person, wear a mask and or gloves. They're the ones in the most danger from this virus. And go back home. I know it's hard to stay home all the time, guys. Some go stir crazy. But we have our technology available to us, TV and so on. And guess what? If you want to go out, go for a walk around the block maybe, or hang out in your front or backyard. It's that simple. The other day I went for a nice walk around my block, nice and peaceful, and that was great. Just keep your distance and it's all good. In fact, it's recommended to do that by the health officials. Go for a nice walk. And if you're looking for more ways of exercise, then do an in-home workout. I've done plenty of different at-home programs that are very, very effective. And if you want them, just private message me on social media and I'll be more than happy to give them to you if it means you staying home and still staying in shape. All I'm trying to say is there are ways to cope with this without being an irresponsible moron. 
And believe it or not, there are also people out there who know that they themselves or people they live with are positive and have the virus and they still go out to see someone and don't keep their distance or they've gone to work and people like that are some of the ones who are going to prolong this whole thing too. Unbelievably irresponsible and quite frankly, should probably even be put in jail for that. Knowing you have it or that someone you live with has it and not saying anything and putting others in danger? Need I say more? The stupidity and selfishness is enough to make me lose brain cells. Completely careless, not thinking about others who can get this and pass it on to other families, the elderly, or what have you. Disgusting. Just don't endanger others or yourself and follow the rules. The sooner that happens, guys, again, the sooner we can have some normalcy return. Just take it seriously. Hundreds of thousands of cases here in America, around half of which are here in New York alone, and even more around the world with tens of thousands of people having died and still dying. Just take it seriously, guys. Come on. Just be responsible. You can even take this time to do some necessary relaxing that so many people, when life was just going and cranking as usual, so many people are saying, oh, I'm never home, I can never relax. Well, take this time to do some relaxing, maybe do some cleaning. I know here in my house, my family and I are doing some much necessary cleaning of things that haven't been touched in decades, and we're just doing a lot of cleaning and being very productive. Just do that, or do some relaxing, or go for a nice walk around the block, as I said, just be responsible. Because again... The sooner everyone takes this seriously enough and takes the proper action and is responsible, the sooner that some sense of normalcy will return, we'll all be able to go out again, and we'll be able to live life like we did before. And guess what? Maybe we'll get some baseball back too. Just be responsible. But as for now, that's all for episode 41 of Yapping Yankees. And you guys know I usually always end on a positive note on this podcast because I just don't like to end negatively. But I really just had to get that off my chest at the end there, guys, because the whole subject just popped into my head and I got passionate about it and I had to let it out. That happens sometimes. So I hope you're not upset with the fact that the podcast is ending on that note. But it just came to my head and I had to get that off my chest. And you know what? It needs to be said because there are a lot of people out there right now that are not taking this seriously enough. I've heard plenty of instances and even seen it with my own eyes too. And this stuff needed to be said because the more that people continue to act that way, the longer this process is going to be. It's just the truth. And I, like everybody else, would just like life to return to what it was before or as close to it as possible. And that's going to happen sooner if everyone just follows the rules. So again, guys, that is all for now for episode 41. One last shout out to Team Left Jab and Grunt Talks MLB. As always, first up, Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. They're being kind enough to help continue to grow this podcast by featuring Yapping Yankees on their website and expanding their options for sports content on their platform as well. So be sure to check out Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their sports content, including Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow those behind the website. My friend Darren on Twitter, at YankeesReport28, as well as the baseball chick Samantha at Ziggy89X. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. 
Also, be sure to follow me on social media as well. You can find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Scudero N. You can find me on Instagram as well at Mike Scuds 97. I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do every week to you, the listener. Whether you just listen or give feedback on the show, vote or reply on the polls, interact with me personally about the Yankees, support me in the podcast and show love on social media, whatever it is that you do to show your love and support to me, I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your believing in me every single day. I hope you SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify listeners enjoyed as well, as well as you YouTubers out there. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes as well. Episodes 34 up to this one, episode 41, are available on YouTube, and episodes 33 all the way back to episode 1 are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, April 12th, when I come at you with episode 42 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, hang in there, continue to be patient, and as I've said constantly, be safe and responsible. We have brains, or at least I hope we do. Let's use them. (laughs) We've got this, guys. Have a good week, and take care. (laughs) 